What up, what up, what up? Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast with your designated bitch, Allie. I am so excited to have y'all here. So excited to be back. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I did not know if this episode was going to happen. I spent the entire weekend with no voice, feeling like I done got ran over by a dump truck. Like it was just, it was a no bueno situation. And if y'all know anything about me, y'all know, your bitch struggles. She struggles with slowing down, sitting, resting. What is rest? I don't know what, like, fuck if I know. Um, And God, you know, he sometimes gives you exactly what you need, even when you don't know you need it. And I think that's what this weekend was. Like, I slept probably an accumulative of like 35 hours over the entire weekend, like slept so much. Um, I drank so much tea. I'm actually sitting here right now. I feel like such like a like a sophisticated lad, right? Lad, is that a guy? I don't fucking know. A sophisticated bitch. I feel like we are, we have uh, upgrade from that bitch to that sophisticated bitch. I couldn't even fucking say it. So clearly we're not sophisticated. Um, But I've been drinking tea uh, because my throat has felt so bad. And y'all, I like Googled, you know, I feel like Google any answers any and all questions even the ones you don't want answered so I googled what's a good tea for sore throat and it came up on like this medicine ball tea I never heard of a medicine ball tea well according to Google it's from Starbucks well that's exactly why the fuck I've never heard of it your bitch doesn't drink Starbucks she doesn't go to Starbucks we're not a bougie bitch we a low we a low budget bitch we don't do Starbucks we do Dunkin because you can get just as good coffee for a fraction of the cost right I, I swear y'all sometimes I think Starbucks done should think their shit don't stink and that their coffee legit is laced in fucking gold with those prices you can't tell me no different you just can't I know come at me. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. I have the exact same stance on Target, right? I feel like there's just two types of moms out there. There's the moms that go to Dunkin' and then head over to the good old Wally world. And then there's the mamas that, you know, get their Starbucks and walk around Target. Not one is better than the other. I am just the former. I, I like a good budget. I like a good bargain. I don't like to overpay for a, a some more sophisticated atmosphere. If my buggy ain't got a little wobble to it, I don't know what to do with my life, right? Like, if the buggy is too smooth, I'm over here like, what, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> Anyways, I really don't know where the fuck I was going with that conversation. Oh, oh, the tea. So anyways, medicine ball tea. It's got two tops of tea in it, a mint and a, a peach, lemon or lemonade, honey, uh, a little bit of peppermint extract, and it's so fucking good. If you want to try it, I highly recommend it. I feel like it helped my throat so much, and I just got like over the sickness a lot quicker. I was only down for like a total of two and a half days versus like my husband. He's the one, fucking asshole, is the one who gave this shit to me. Um, Next time he tries to kiss me when he says he swears he's not sick anymore, I am calling bullshit, and there's at least a 48-hour window between when he is sick and when he looks like he's over it to when I'm allowing him to touch me because we we can't do this shit anymore. Um, But anyways... 
Highly recommend it. If you want to know how to make it, GTS, Google that shit. That is what I'm sipping on right now. Um, so, you know, I, it poses the question. It has a cup of water in it. Do we count this with our hydration or do we say it doesn't count? Because this weekend, it hurt to drink water. I'm not going to lie. And y'all know me. What's our motto here? A hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. If you um want to like know our like, fuck, words are really hard today. If you want to know the challenge that goes along with this podcast every single time I say a cuss word, any type of cuss word, but my favorite is fuck. Um, anytime I say a cuss word, you got to chug some water. And I make sure my mission is to let every bitch leave this podcast one hydrated bitch. But with that being said, my throat hurt so bad this weekend, y'all. I couldn't drink much water at all. But I was drinking these teas like they were going out of style. So I was over here like, mm, you know, Andy Frisella with 75 Hard would say that shit don't count. But Allie Griffith doing 30 Strong says that shit counts every day. Because water is water regardless if it's mixed in fucking a tea or... Okay, okay. I draw the line there. I know I can't fucking say that because my husband... <laughs> I feel like I'm just shooting the shit with y'all right now, but it's fine. My husband, he swears up and down. He don't drink a lick of water, hardly ever. But he loves him some sweet tea. I mean, we're in the South. He loves him some sweet tea. I can't drink it no more because of 75 hard. 75 hard fucked a lot of my favorite things up. Sweet tea and McDonald's french fries and burgers being three of the things. Because I used to love me a McDouble plain with a medium fry and a large sweet tea. And now, like, it tears my stomach up. But that's neither here nor there. He swears up and down that sweet tea is, like, 75% water. So it counts towards his, his daily water intake. I'm like, honey... <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can I can listen to you there because I know how to make sweet tea. But at what point does all the sugar in the sweet tea negate the fact that you're also consuming some water? So that's a really big argument we have in our house. Oh, oh, also another really big argument we have in our house is is corn a vegetable or a or a carb? Um, it's a carb. Y'all can't tell me no different. It is a carb. It is not a vegetable. Green beans, vegetable. Broccoli, vegetable. Brussels sprouts, vegetable. Corn, carb, not a vegetable. I don't care. He says it grows in the ground. That means it's a vegetable. I told him potatoes grow in the ground. They're not a vegetable. He's like, they sure as hell are if they grow in the ground. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Y'all see what I deal with on a daily basis? I really feel like we got way off topic on this. Anyways, oh shit, I've already been speaking for seven and a half minutes. So anyways, long story short, didn't know if I was going to be here with y'all, but I am after four days off, I did three recovery days back to back. I have not done that in a hot minute. And if y'all don't know, I don't take rest days because I truly believe in consistency. As long as you are showing up for yourself every single day, you have that consistency in you. I take recovery days. So I do yoga or I stretch or I walk or something like that to rest my body. But I don't like sit on the couch with a family size bag of Doritos like I used to. 
Anyways, so I did two days of stretching and one day of walking. Um, and I will tell y'all, I am feeling so much better coming in. My body feels better. So I feel like that was just God telling me to, woo, there, Nelly, slow your ass down. We need to take a step back, relax a little bit, and then you can come in harder because y'all, we are a month and 10 days from the marathon or some shit like that. Like, what the fuck? I am shitting bricks right now. Hold on. I want to see exactly so I can tell y'all. I have a countdown on Instagram and we are exactly uh, one month and eight days and 10 hours from 26.2 miles. So that's fun. That's just a fucking blast. I'm excited though. But anyway, so that's a little update in my life. A little meaning 10 minutes. I... Y'all need to DM me and tell me if you guys hate the first half of the podcast where I shoot the shit with you guys for 10 minutes. Because if y'all do, I will try to minimize it. But I don't know. I like talking to you guys. And by talking to y'all, I mean literally sitting here talking to myself, staring at myself in the mirror. But, you know, it's fun. It's like therapy because the best thing about this therapy, though, is nobody can make you dig deeper or ask you questions that you don't want to answer. You just get to get it all out and tell them what you want and leave what you don't. Um, So anyways. All right. So. Catch up on books. I'm going to give you my top read of the week. I did do a lot more reading this week because I was sick and I did not leave my bed for three days. So I did a lot more reading this week. The first day I didn't because I was sleeping so much. But second, third day, did a lot more reading. Uh, So my top read of the week. Fuck. I don't know. There's two that were really good. Um, 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 Okay, I'm going to go with Lover. And this is why. So Lover was really good. because, And I'm going to choose this because there was a plot twist in there. I did not see coming. Now, this is a very spicy book. It's very spicy. Uh, there is infidelity. So if that's triggering for you, I wouldn't read this. Um, but it's about fucking swingers, y'all. <laughs> It's about two couples that swing together and um, two of them start swinging on their own and you ain't supposed to swing on your own and they start like this full blown affair um, and I was okay with the affair in the end and you would know why once like you read the entire book, but it it, it is scandalous. So if affairs like cheating and all that, like triggers you I would not read that but it is really good really spicy he's an ex like hockey player um and he moved to Florida to retire because he couldn't play hockey anymore and his wife is like you know like super sexual like likes to add people in the bedroom usually it was always women and she would do something with them and he would watch whatever um but now she wants to do full-on swinging and so she gets this other couple they all start having a ball together and then shit starts fucking popping off. So definitely recommend. I will go over my runner up um, just because have y'all ever read a book where you're like, um, the the tropes that y'all said this was absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Like this book, I don't read blurbs in books. And if y'all don't know what a blurb is, it means it's like basically the, like the little, I don't know definition or whatever. I don't read them. I, I just like to go in blind. Um, but this one, it said it was a single dad age gap. And I was like, 
he's not a dad and the least of his offenses is her age. Like this fucking book. Um, I'm not going to go into depth. I will. I will go into depth in our book club because I feel like I have a lot of a lot of things in my head to say about this. So if you are in the Be That Bitch book club, make sure that you go in there and I'm gonna post a video review of it because I, I have a lot of words and I want you guys to read it so you guys can share the words with me. So anyways, Filthy Crown is what that book is. So anyways, oh, and if you always, if you ever wanna join the Be That Bitch book club, we are over on Patreon. It's a hoot and a holler. We've got our first meeting this week and then Y'all that join will be invited to the next book club. I'm so fucking excited for the next one. So excited. Um, okay, anyways, let's go ahead and get to the actual meat and taters of this podcast. And we're going to talk about being that bitch that comes back swinging. Alrighty, y'all, let's get into it. So I know we are coming into the end of January, beginning of February, and this is the time a lot of us have real world shit that pops up, right? Sickness is at an all time high, or, you know, maybe it's just mental blocking or whatever the case may be. And you might have taken some unintentional days off, meaning you might have missed a couple days of planned workouts or nutrition or whatever the case may be. And you might be getting in that fuck it mentality. And that is where we are trying to avoid getting right. We don't want to get in the fuck it mood. We want to get in the mood of coming back swinging harder than ever. And so I want to start with giving you my six tips to kind of come back from whatever you are dealing with stronger than ever, but in a way that is the most sustainable. Okay. So I'm going to talk a lot from my point of view, which right now is sickness, right? So for a lot of you guys that know, I'm training for a marathon right now. And so I have a very strict training schedule. And so Sunday, I was supposed to do my 16 mile run, my long run for the week. Um, it was supposed to be like a big like test of my fitness because we were doing some hard miles and stuff like that. Whatever. You guys don't care about the logistics, but it was a big run. And I just didn't have it in me. I was still feeling under the weather. I was still feeling sick. And logically, right, I we have two sides of our brain, right? We have our logical brain. We're like, logically, I know that this is not going to destroy anything, right? It's not going to destroy my marathon goals. It's not going to hinder my fitness. It's not going to do anything, right? Missing one run is not going to make or break anything. Just like doing one run is not going to, it's not going to make everything right. Missing one run does not break anything. Just like doing one run doesn't make anything right logically I know that but then on the other side of my brain my emotional brain I'm over here like well fuck I missed this run I was you know that's less miles under my belt that's less confidence that I'm gonna now have going into the marathon and what if and then all these things right and then your emotional brain starts kind of pulling a toll on you. So we have got to try to avoid that emotional brain, right? Nothing in our benefit is ever made on that side of the brain. We need to stay on the logical side and take everything with the logical point of view. So for me, you know, I was sick. I took three days off of doing anything except for my recovery. So, you know, like I said, I did two stretches and a rock and it felt really good to take that time off. But 
logically, I knew it wasn't going to mess up anything, but emotionally, I felt like it was going to. So that is me. Maybe you were a whole nother story, right? Maybe you took some days off because you were just like feeling quote unquote unmotivated and you let your bitch voice, right? That voice in your head that's telling you you're not worth it, that you can't do it, that this time's going to be like all the others kind of get a hold of you and you stop doing it, right? We're going to go over steps for either side, whichever one you're on for why you stopped to get you back going. So my first one is mindset first. Start with a good ass heart to heart with yourself. This is so important, y'all. I know a lot of us want to wait on that Monday and say, all right, it's just time to get back into it. But if you don't address what's going on up in your fucking noggin, you just getting up and going into it is gonna result in you falling right back on your ass again. It's just, it's inevitable, right? So having that good heart to heart with yourself and asking yourself like, okay, you know what? Am I, like, am I okay? Like, am I feeling okay physically, emotionally, mentally? Taking this break, how did it make me feel? And all of that stuff, right? The first thing you need to do is remind yourself, like, forgive yourself. You have to be forgiven for whatever happened. If you fell off the horse and it was something that was completely in your control, right? Maybe it was, you know, motivation or something like that. You've got to allow yourself to forgive yourself because you are only human, We are only human and we hold ourselves to these unrealistic expectations that make us like feel like we're superhuman. Like, no, you're fucking human. You're going to let yourself down a time or two. You have to forgive yourself because the first thing, the first step to moving on is to forgiving yourself, right? Whatever happens when a couple's trying to reconcile their marriage, right? Or you're trying to reconcile with your best friend. You've got to forgive each other for whatever harm y'all did to each other. That's the same thing with yourself. You've got to forgive yourself for whatever you did that let yourself down. Now, maybe you're sick, right? You were sick or whatever the case may be. Hey, there's nothing to be forgiven there. That was outside of your control. Now you know that and you can move on. The second thing is move past what needs to be moved past. Y'all, the first step's forgiven. The second thing is to move past. We've got to realize that what happened, happened. And the best thing we can do is just move past and put one foot in front of the other. Step two, spend a hot sec evaluating, asking yourself these questions. The first one is what was the initial reason for taking a break? So ask yourself, why did I initially take a break? Was I sick? Was I unmotivated? Was work stressing me? Was it my kids? Was it my husband? Like what was it that triggered this break, whether it be unintentional or what. The second thing is how long of a break did I take? Did you only take a couple days? Did you only take a week? Did you take two weeks, three weeks, a month, a fucking year? How long of a break did you take? Because depending on how long of a break you take depends on how many steps backward you have to go when you're restarting. And we'll get to that. Okay. Number three, If the break was taken for a reason, you could control. For example, mindset, lack of motivation, overwhelm, etc. Ask yourself this. How can I prevent this happening in the future? How can I work to prevent this happening again? Okay? So take a little time with yourself to evaluate. Why did you do this? Was it because of something you could control? And how can you be proactive the next time that this happens? Because 
our kids are always going to get sick. It's just, it is what it is. They're going to get sick. It's going to happen. Our husband's going to piss us off. It's going to happen. Our bosses are going to be jackasses and give us too much work. It's going to happen again. Like you're not going to feel motivated all the time. So lack of motivation is going to happen again, right? But we've got to be proactive and learn from every single time that we have quote unquote fallen, right? So sit there with yourself for a moment and ask yourself, why did I stop? Right. And if the answer is I was sick, okay, you can, you can skip this one. But if it was something you can control, you need to really sit with yourself and evaluate how moving forward you can be proactive instead of reactive. Right. Because if we're proactive and we don't have to go through this whole shit again, right? Because we will have a plan, right? We have plan B, plan C, right? I think we have a whole podcast episode on creating protocols and stuff like that. This would be a good segue into that episode. So anyways, creating a protocol for whenever this might happen again. Um, Number four is what is the best way for me to work up to where I was before? So this is where the number two question ties in. Number four, right? So how long did you take of a break? So if the answer was three days, okay, what is the best way for me to work up to where I was before? So maybe you took three days off because you were feeling sick and your body aches and stuff like that. The best way for you to work up before, I'll use me for example, right? So my answer was I took a break for three days. Um, I was sick. I was really under the weather, so I couldn't do anything. And what's the best way for me to work up? Personally, for me, I said, I'm going to give myself an extra day, no running, and I'm just going to do a light lifting session and see how that feels. If I felt extremely weak, then I will push off my running another day. I personally did not feel super weak today when I lifted, so I will do a run tomorrow, right? But I told myself, went into this with the evaluation of, I'm gonna try this, but I'm not gonna hold myself to the expectation that it's gonna be perfect and I'm gonna feel just as strong. I'm doing this to see how weak I'm still feeling so that I can know that moving forward to my strong, my harder workouts, um, as the week goes on, correct? So now, for example, let's say it was you took a month off because you weren't really feeling motivated. You were just feeling really down on yourself, maybe depressed. So now, what were you doing before you took that time off? So before you took that time off, you were really rocking and rolling with five days a week working out. You were being really intentional with your portion choices. You were only drinking water. You were crushing everything. But you found yourself now a month later, you know, you haven't worked out at all. You haven't drank a lick of water and your nutrition has been subpar. So finding a place to start that's not going to overwhelm you would be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to focus just on my fitness and we're going to take baby steps to the water and the, you know, nutrition, or you just going to start with your water. We'll take baby steps to our fitness and our nutrition, right? Because you know that trying to go right back to where you were, that's probably not going to be the right answer because you're going to get overwhelmed. It's going to be too much. And then you're probably going to freak out, right? because you have taken such a long break. So making sure that you're taking those baby steps and going in with that expectation, that real realistic expectation that this is gonna be fucking hard. It's gonna feel like you're climbing that mountain again, right? Because you are. Yes, you were pushing that boulder up the hill and you were way far up that hill. But when you stop for an extended period of time, what happens? 
if when you stop pushing a boulder up a hill, right? Well, you might be able to hold it there for a hot second, but eventually you're going to get fucking tired of just standing there holding it on this incline and you're going to start falling down and falling down and falling down until you eventually get to where you decide, oh shit, I really need to start doing this again. So you got to start with where you're at. You can't just like blink and be where you were, where you stopped that boulder. Does that make sense? I really hope that made sense. I'm trying to like, I wish I had like a video here to draw you a diagram. Sorry, all my dogs are going ape shit, but I wish I had like a diagram to show you, but just imagine pushing a rock up a hill. There's this hill right outside my house. I would literally show you all this pushing this rock up this hill. And your first day that you start your journey is when you first start pushing it. So now you're three months in your journey and you are like a quarter of the way up the hill, right? Six months in your journey, you're halfway up the hill. Well, six months, you hit a spot where you stop working out for a whole month, right? Your nutrition, everything, because you just go in a depressive state or lack of motivation or whatever the case may be. Well, the first day you're like, you're just, you're still holding the boulder there. You're still chilling. But as the weeks go on, it gets harder and harder to hold that there. So you start rolling backwards and going backwards and going backwards. And till eventually a month later, you're a quarter of the way up the hill instead of halfway up the hill. Well, you're not just going to be able to say, all right, you know what? It's time to get my shit together and be right back to where you were. No, you've got to work your way back up to that. So that means you got to start pushing that boulder up the hill and it's going to be fucking hard and it's not going to feel comfortable. And you're going to be like pissed at yourself because you are like, well, fuck, I just lost all this stuff. No, that's not what we're going to do, right? Because step one, forgive ourselves and move past it. So we're not going to spend time being pissed at ourselves. We're going to spend time doing what we need to do to build up to where we were. Correct? Okay, so I hope that helps. Alrighty, moving on to number three. So maybe it was something that happened outside of your control, right? Maybe it was sickness or injury or whatever the case may be. I want you to ask yourself, how can I next time this happens, right? Next time I get the next time, you know, I get maybe this kind of injury, if heaven forbid I do, whatever the case may be. How can I focus on what I can do versus what I can't do? Because a lot of us, when something happens outside of our control, we like to shut the fuck down. And that is the worst thing we possibly can do. And so something I have worked my entirety of the last two years on is retraining my brain to get away from the pity party. This fucking sucks to the, okay, yeah, this fucking sucks, but how can I do something still and not focus on what I can't do? Because as long as I keep it positive, I'll stay in a positive mind frame, right? But the second you allow yourself to focus on the negatives, it just starts spiraling. So for example, for me, I knew I couldn't run. I knew I couldn't really lift. I couldn't do any of that stuff because I literally felt like death, right? But I focused on what I could do. I knew that still moving my body would help with all the congestion. It helps loosening it all up. So I focused on walking. I knew that I could still like stretch and stuff like that because my body was aching so bad. I knew stretches and foam rolling would really help all the body aches. So I focused on that. It helped me realize that yes, where I'm not doing exactly what was planned, right? Exactly what I was supposed to do. I'm still doing something in my best interest, right? So for the next time you can start 
planning, like how can I maybe react to this better than I did this time and go into that proactive mindset, kind of like what we did for number three or for number two, right, is spending the time evaluating where if something that happened which was inside of your control, how can you be proactive next time? That's the exact same thing we're doing here with things that are outside of our control as well. Number four is reminding yourself that quitting ain't gonna get you there any faster. There was a reason you started, right? And so yes, it's gonna be really freaking hard coming back swinging, but every single day that you wake up hating life because this is really fucking hard, remember why you started. Remember that woman that started whatever you're doing on day one, how she felt, how optimistic she was, how she might've felt like at rock fucking bottom. And if you quit, you're going to give a big F you to that woman and you're gonna be right back to where you started. And I am sorry, but I know for me personally, that is a really shitty place to be. Maybe it's not a really shitty place for you, but there was a reason. There was something in your life that you did not like about yourself or about your life or whatever that made you start. And if you give up right now, that's basically giving the middle finger to that person who fought so hard to decide to start. And so just reminding yourself that yes, It's going to be really freaking hard, but at the end of the day, you're going to be so fucking happy that you kept pushing through all of the discomfort and all of the hard, because eventually you're going to get that boulder all the way up the hill and it's going to be smooth sailing from there, right? So just know that yes, where it's hard right now, quitting ain't going to get you there any faster. It just ain't. Quitting is only going to get you faster in the opposite direction, back towards the life that you were trying to run away from. So yes, starting, swinging, coming back hard is going to be really freaking hard. But at the end of the day, you're going to be so much more proud that you fought through all of the hard to get back to where you were than if you would have just given up and then blink and four years pass and you find yourself exactly back to where you started. That's what we're trying to avoid. And then number five is focus on one foot in front of the other, small changes. I know I kind of touched on this, but y'all, it is so important for you to realize that when you're coming back, it ain't going to be like it was in the very beginning. You're going to have to work your way up to that. So small changes, one foot in front of the other. It's tedious process. Yes, but you are going to be so much happier that you did this slow and steady versus trying to just like shove yourself right back to where you were at the beginning. So just making sure that you're taking one foot in front of the other, taking it one day at a time and small changes, right? You're leaning on creating those small habits again until you get back to where you were and then start ramping up, right? And then number six is don't think back, only move forward forward, right? Don't think back to who you were, where you were, spend time being pissed off about how far back you are. Don't think about that because no car has ever been successfully able to drive forward by while looking in the rearview mirror and not hitting something, right? So focus only forward. Whatever happened, happened. It cannot be changed. So it does not deserve any more airtime in your mind. That's like the fucking, what's the saying? Ain't no use in crying over spilt milk. You can't put it back in the bottle. Same fucking thing. Ain't no use in crying over all the shit that you made the decision back then. Learn from it and move on, right? Learn from it, evaluate, forgive yourself, move the fuck on. 
that's what you've got to do because Focusing on it and spending time beating yourself up for whatever you did or didn't do is not going to make you stronger, right? It's kind of like trying to bully our kids into cleaning their room. They're going to fucking shut down on us. They're not going to want to clean their room. But if we are nice to them and we say, all right, you know what? Let's go ahead and clean. They're going to be a lot more optimistic to do it, right? So just focusing on being kind to yourself and focusing forward instead of backwards. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and recap all the steps real quick and then we'll have time for maybe one or two questions for Q&A and then we'll end the podcast. The first one is mindset first. Start with a good ass heart to heart with yourself. Forgive yourself for what needs to be forgiven and move past for what needs to be moved past. Second is spend a hot sec evaluating. Ask yourself these questions. What was the initial reason for taking a break? How long of a break was taken? If the break was taken for a reason you could control, mindset, lack of motivation, etc., how can I prevent, how can I work to prevent it happening again? And what is the best way for me to work up to where I was before? What can I start with today that will not overwhelm me, but will have me going in the right direction? And number uh, three, maybe something happened outside of your control, sickness, injury, etc., reminding, remember, focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. Number four, remind yourself, quitting ain't gonna get you there any faster. There was a reason you started. Number five, focus on one foot in front of the other, small changes. And number six, don't think back, only move forward. Whatever happened, happened. It cannot be changed. But what we can change is our future. Okay, so that is all that I have for that. Let's go ahead and see what kind of questions y'all had for me. Oh, remember, anytime you want questions answered, you can always email bethatbitchpod at gmail.com and I will always answer your questions. I usually try a couple episodes to do one or two questions if we have time. Um, And today we do. So we will get those answered. But before I do that, please do not forget If you have a hot sec, just go over to Spotify or Apple and leave us a five star and a rating and review. It really, really helps the podcast grow. And the only way that they like Apple or Spotify shows this podcast to anybody is if it gets rated and recommended. So it really does help this podcast grow. And that is my heart. All my heart always is to help more women be that bitch. So I would really, 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 really appreciate that. Alrighty, so the question is, I'm working on a training plan. How many days do you run versus weight training or do you do both? So this is gonna differentiate between you and your fitness level and your time and all that stuff. I can only share what I personally do, not saying that is right or it is wrong, it is just what I do. And I do work with a running coach, so he helps me, you know, figure this stuff out. So for example, I am training for a marathon. So I am running more than I usually would do. Like if I'm not training. So I run four days a week. I run every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, and so I do, it, it depends on the day, what kind of run I do, but those are the days that I run. So I run four days a week and then some days I do double up. So today is a single day. I lift Tomorrow will be a double day because it's my first running day and I will do an arm lift and a run. Wednesday will be just a run 
Thursday is usually my harder, so I do legs and run because after that, I take a break. Like I, I rest for Friday and then Saturday I rest and then Sunday I go in for like the big run. So I lift three to four days a week and I run four days a week. Um, and then some of those days are doubles. And then I always make sure that I have at least one to two like recovery days before I go into my big run, which is Sunday. So that is personally how I do it. Not saying it's right or wrong, probably a little overtrained, but that is how I optimize my schedule with my workouts, but also prioritize recovery. All right, one more question. Alrighty, so last question. This person said, I've started reading spicy books because of your recommendations and I am loving them. How do you broach the conversation with your significant other about things you might want to try that you read or something like that? I'm a little timid on talking to my husband about the books. He doesn't even fully understand the books that I read, but I do want to start talking about them so maybe we can start spicing things up at home. How did you broach the subject with your husband? So personally for me, I like texted it to him. So I said, hey, do you want to see something that I'm reading? And he said, sure. And I literally highlighted the scene and texted it to him. That was all I did <laughs> because I also was really awkward about it. Before I started reading these books, my husband and I were not very good about talking about intimacy um, because we grew up in the South. In the South, you don't talk about that stuff. Like you don't talk about sex. You don't talk about any of that. Like I don't even remember the birds and the bee talk with my mama. So, cause you just, it's taboo. You just don't talk about it. So I was really awkward about it. So I highlighted it and sent it to him. He's like, whoa, this is what you're reading. And I said, yeah, I was like, what do you think about that? He's like, um, I think we should try that. And I was like, I think we should too. So that's how I started it. Now I'm a lot more comfortable. I'll like read it to him and say, honey, I have, <laughs> I have an idea for our next time. Um, and I'll like read it to him and we'll talk about it. Or I'll say, Hey, I read this in a book. Like, would this be something you would be interested in? And he would say yes or no. And it would just like open up the conversation for us. So I say if you're like feel weird about it go the least confrontational route and text it to him um like I did because it was the less awkward because I didn't have to like watch his face while he read it I just like got to get his feedback on text message so it was like my safety net but if you're more like not awkward about it you can read it to him at first or you know like give him the book highlighted and show it to him but I feel like that's a really good way to start broaching the subject and then start like just saying what do you think about that would you be open to trying that like so you guys can start getting more comfortable talking about sex okay anyways i hope that helped both of those questions again if you ever have any questions you want me to answer you can always email at be that pod at gmail.com i'm always available so i'm gonna leave you like i leave you every single week in a world full of bitches be that bitch love y'all and i'll see you next week